And welcome to the August 11th edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. What, what? And web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo. Today is a very special podcast for two reasons. One is that we have an interview with artist Lee Nash coming up a little bit later. But secondly, it is the one-year anniversary of this very podcast. Unbelievable. One year we've been at it. Uh, Of course, the first couple months of the podcast were a lot different than what we're doing We were short and and sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they were short and sweaty. (laughs) What in the world? No, (laughs) we'd like to not clarify that for everyone out there. No, I I remember I had the conversation with you before how it was just you and Juan in a little room that was very hot with a lot of equipment. Okay. Generating a lot of heat. I thought you were saying I was short and sweaty. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, the the podcasts back then were actually more centered around, our very first podcast was actually introducing the September issue, and we actually just kind of talked through the issue. And then after that, we decided to... uh, like give you your news and stuff, but it was just me and Juan, who's the managing editor at the time. And we were in a small room <laughs> that had very, very poor ventilation. And there were three of us in there. Flynn was uh, on the boards. And you could hear rain. You could, we weren't in this uh, lavish studio like we are now, that's for sure. And uh, what was funny was that Juan really, I think deep down wants to be on ESPN. And so he <laughs> would read the news like a sports broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was good. It was, it was fun times. And uh, that was only a year ago. That was, that was one year ago. Oh, that's today. amazing. Yeah. August 12th or yeah. August 12th last year. Wow. So uh, coming up at the end of the podcast, we are going to bring you a, a moving montage, an audio montage <laughs> of some of the best moments from the last year. Um, I wanted to do um, like some of the best interviews and performances, and but we're not. <laughs> nah. We're going to do something. <laughs> we're going to take the low road on this one. That's right. We're going to do something else altogether. But anyway, one It'll year. It'll be full of awesomeness. So thank you, everybody, for uh, making it a, a quite a memorable year. Thank you for listening, telling your friends about it. Um, podcast is growing. It's exciting. It's good times had by all. That's right. Kara looks bored out of her mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I wasn't part of the full year, so. It's true. What, okay. what was the timeline? When did when did you start, Kara? I have no idea. I, re- I remember my first uh, my first experience well, soon after you joined the staff. Yeah, it was. We I, the the evolution was um, Juan actually left. They moved back up to New York only maybe two months after the podcast started. So I think, Kara, you joined when it was me and Tyler. Like, I think we went when one left. I think we transitioned mm-hmm. to three. And uh, it was Tyler, Kara, and myself. And then um, and then Jesse joined us when he joined the staff in the spring. And then uh, Adam joined us. Yeah, gosh, it feels like, feels like my first one. <laughs> feels like it was only like a month ago. Gosh. <laughs> I can remember it so well. (laughs) In the last year, we've interviewed people like Rob Bell, Don Miller, Derek Webb, um, and we've had music performances. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Hillary Swank. We've had uh, music performances by David Crowder, Derek Webb, Rob Bell. Oh, wait. (laughs) Um, Lee Nash, Edison Glass, uh, Bernard, uh, The Myriad. You can go over to the music downloads page at relevantmagazine.com and download some of the highlights. Sleeping at yeah. Last, Sarah LA Symphony, Gro- Sarah, Sarah Gross. You. I mean, it's been quite a lineup, and we have many more in store, actually. What, what's uh, what's some personal favorites? I think I think the podcast where somehow started talking about poop. Poop, yeah. <laughs> Schmearing. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to go with that. I, I like the... 
I that thought, one actually made me laugh out loud <laughs> every time I listened to it. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think that the uh, the one where it really got momentum, it wasn't a funny one, but it kind of like ushered in. Like I think it kind of let our readers get to know us. Uh, you know, kind of initially was the whole Bono Gate thing. Oh, I yeah. feel like after that's that December. we really get we really got some momentum going. Yeah, that's that's true. That's when a lot of people listened, and that was uh, that wasn't even a real podcast. That was a special edition breaking news breaking yeah. news <laughs> we did our regular podcast on monday it was on mondays back then and we did that one on wednesday again and then we were back with monday after that but that was actually up to that point by far our most listened to podcast and then in the spring when we had um derek webb and don miller in the studio those were some pretty phenomenal conversations Getting schooled yeah. yeah just one of those who just sit and listen <laughs> you <know>? yeah <laughs> kara what, what about you the poop Really? <laughs> yes. Actually, one of the things I've loved seeing happen over the last year is, you know, a year ago, we got a lot of reader feedback, but it was about the magazine. Now we get a lot of reader feedback, but it's all about the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's overwhelmingly. Well, I mean, we'll get, I mean, we'll just get a ton of reader feedback. And it's just almost like you guys are here in the room with us. You're in on the jokes. I, I really dig that. It's fun. That, that's one element that that I do enjoy about this. It, it is like we, you know we have friends who are listening. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't walk on eggshells because yeah, I feel like there's a certain amount of trust with the listeners. You know they listen to us every week. They're and, smart people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jesse, we don't need to dumb it down like all the other Christian yeah. podcasts or be politically correct, right. quote unquote. Jesse or not will make even fun of people. Jesse will or even tell people uh, his social security <laughs> number and you yeah. know like bank I, account number. Yeah, and stuff. I went out my credit card number a couple weeks ago. That's how much I trust these guys. (laughs) All right. Up first, we have entertainment releases coming out in theaters today, August 11th. We have World Trade Center by Oliver Stone, starring Nicolas Cage, Michael Pena, and others. Hmm. Looks, I, everything I've heard is really good. I've heard it, it dealt with the situation very sensitively. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, with the story that happened within the actual event that there were two police officers that I were I know trying. what you're saying. It yeah. just sounded I, funny. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. I just don't like Oliver Stone. Yeah, I don't like Oliver Stone, but... Back and to the left. Back. Back and to the, the left. left. The best Back is the Seinfeld the from... Uh, yeah, the, the second spitter. Yeah. I had dinner Monday night with an elderly lady at my church who um, she and her husband had six kids, and they were all working downtown um, New York on 9-11, and they all escaped. Some of them had stayed home from work and feeling ill or sick or whatever for like odd reasons. Uh, one of her daughters was seven months pregnant, was in the World Trade Center building when the first plane hit. And wow. she said they didn't know what was going on, whatever. But they were telling people just to stay where they were. But she said, I'm not taking any chances and walked down the stairs and escaped. Wow. So when she walked out, the second plane hit the other building. My goodness. Wow. Pretty All amazing. Right. Also coming out in theaters, we have Zoom starring Tim Allen. The, the person I like less than Oliver Stone is Tim Allen. See, that surprised uh, me. You have such bad taste in movies. This, I thought you'd be excited about Zoom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this to me is probably the real controversial release this week. <laughs> yeah. Zoom. Why is Tim Allen still making movies? <laughs> <laughs> also, Pulse, which is a horror movie starring a bunch of no names. Yeah. I, Christina Milian is in it. And also, Step Up. This is the one where the guy is, uh, he's like a guy from the streets, but he's a hip hop dancer. One. Yeah, it's basically, didn't yeah. Antonio Banderas that's just make entire, this movie? No, that's an entirely original concept. You know, the street tough with the heart of gold who ends up finding some sort of artistic expression. No one's <laughs> ever done a movie like that yeah. before. <laughs> I I went to with, I, me and Dana were invited out to a swing dancing um, uh, little, little class and get together. <laughs> And my plan was to be that guy, to be the street tough <laughs> and act real like, no, I'm too hardcore for swing dancing and, you know, make the guy stay, make the teacher stay, you know, let him live that fantasy of like, <laughs> I'm going to help this guy wow. who is obviously, you know, just living the hard knock life and teach him swing. And it, that didn't go over well. Did, at any point, did you utter the phrase I don't believe in nothing no more man nothing <laughs> and then then dun, 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 and then I just go nuts I like stop in the doorway when I hear the song come on yeah I haven't just like that 
Wow. Coming out in stores on Tuesday, we have the new one by, oh, look at this, Lee Nash. It's called Blue on Blue on One Sun and Network Records. We also have Hip Hope 2007. That's by Various. Oh, Seems like they're putting out fantastic. new records every week. You've never done that joke, joke before. They're oh, prolific. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's every bit as original as that dancing movie. Yeah. Leland is coming out with Sound of Melodies. Um, the much anticipated Leland is coming out with Sound of Melodies. Last Tuesday, Become What You Believe and All Star United. Really? All Star United? Love and Radiation. Wow. How come they're all Christian albums? I couldn't find any secular ones of note. There you go. Hey, just have some, you know, yeah. this is the ebb and flow of album releases, you know? Ebb and flow. All right, so that'll do it for entertainment releases. Coming up next, Slices. You're listening to Ray La Montagna. La Montagna. Enigo Montoya. Ray La Montagne. The song is called Trouble. It's playing right now at Relevant TV. And at the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. The song is Face Down. They're so hot right now. They're actually the featured video this week over at Relevant TV. So here now with Slices is Gary Davis. CNN anchor Darren Kagan announced last week that she's leaving the network on September 1st to launch her own website, which she calls an inspirational online community. Um, the website is going to be her name, D-A-R-Y-N-K-A-G-A-N. And she says it's based on the radical idea that the world is a good place. So basically, it's going to be all like positive news reporting. And um, it'll have audio, video stories about inspirational topics. And she said, she told AP that um, I think there's a void in the straight news business now, which is lacking a certain spirituality. I think most people live in a space where they are looking for meaning in life and good in the world, and that is not necessarily reflected in straight news coverage right now. So it's chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she said the idea for the site came out of her her passion for uplifting stories she's done for CNN. Uh, She did a recent piece about a quadriplegic radio host who wrote a book of letters for his newborn grandson. I, I think it's, you know, it's a great idea what she's doing, but there's a reason why CNN and all these other news sites or, you know, news organizations become so huge. It's because that's what people want to hear. And they, you know, I mean, that's that's what yeah. news is. I mean, when, I don't know if anyone heard the phrase when they were in journalism school, if it bleeds, it leads, you know? I mean, that's what <laughs> yeah. people, I mean, it's sad, but that's what people are drawn to, to that type of thing, you know? Yeah. But I, it's it's interesting because I heard uh, I was listening to something about Katie Couric and how she's going to CBS to be an evening news anchor. And, what? <laughs> and, but she was talking about how she feels that the news is way too negative. And well, it's one, it's hard to picture Katie Couric, you know, this hard news, you know. Right. Yeah. But how how she's gonna how she's gonna redeem CBS Evening News is to make it more uplifting. I mean, not not to the extent of an inspirational of this inspirational yeah. website, but. It's kind of that mindset. Well, I mean, I do think that there there could be more positive news, but you know, why not stay at an organization and try to infuse that into what they're doing? I yeah. Well, I got one here. Um, you may have heard of Under Oath has has left the Warp Tour, um, and they're they're pretty much one of the one of the main draws and one of the main headliners. I've heard a couple of different rumors as to why they've left. One is just that attendance is down this year for the Warp Tour. But one is that Fat Mike from NoFX. Um, NoFX is one of the bands uh, most of you are probably pretty familiar with and that's credited with starting the Warp Tour or really uh, getting its popularity. And one of the rumors is that Fat Mike drove them off the Warp Tour. Oh? Yeah. He, like in his van or something? <laughs> yeah, he was Did he threaten to out. sit on them? Well, <laughs> he issued a statement that um, he, he gave them a hard time. And he's kind of one of those guys that's known for just picking on other bands. Um, but he says that I've, I've also, you know, because they're a Christian, he's very anti-Christian, anti-religion. He says, I've taken plenty of jabs at Christian, Jews, Buddhists, and Muslims. He said that early on he introduced himself to Under Oath, and they've been friendly ever since. He said, of course, we've had our differences. They tend not to believe in evolution, dinosaurs, reproductive rights, premarital sex, or gay marriage. 
And he also says, uh, the point is, at some point, I sat down with most of them and had quite a few conversations about the issues. Maybe on their summer break, they could spend some time reading some other books instead of just one. Ooh. Ooh. Here's, a, here's my thing with Fat Mike and NoFX. It's like... They make bad music. Yeah, yeah and back that. in the day, like, to me, NoFX is... It's like the kid in high school who was like really cool when he was in high school, <laughs> but then he graduates and he's supposed to go off to college, but he doesn't. He kind of like hangs around the high school and instead of being like the cool popular kid, he's just kind of the creepy guy that's still yeah, going like, to parties. Like Matthew McConaughey and uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, exactly. I mean, NoFX had their day where they did where they did certain innovative things, but now it's like no, none of the kids going to the Warped Tour even know who NoFX is anymore. The yeah, kids going to war Tour want to see Under Oath. They yeah. No one cares about no effects. Uh, I just want to know, they don't believe in dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah. Where, I don't know where he got that from. But Well, speaking of being driven off, what? There's not a segue in that at all. Um, so, speaking of uplifting news reports, okay. earlier, um, in uh, Galveston, Texas, there is a, a truck accident, a little bit of an a little semi-overturn. And uh, that's usually, you know, if no one gets hurt, which the driver and passenger didn't really, it's usually not that much of a story. But this truck just happened to be carrying 21 penguins, tropical fish, and an octopus. <laughs> and uh, they're on their way from the Indianapolis Zoo to uh, an aquarium in Galveston, Texas. And unfortunately, some of the, the penguins were killed. <gasps> Uh, four of the penguins were killed, three of whom were killed by passing motorists, which, oh. you know, probably the one place you don't expect to hit a penguin on the road <laughs> is South Texas. So I can only imagine how surprised people were. Uh, you will be happy to know the octopus was uninjured. See, that's the kind of news. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's a news story that I click on to read. That if I see it on the evening news, oh man, a bunch of penguins got hit by cars. <laughs> it's sick, but I'm Signed curious. Me up for that one. Yeah, let me, let me yeah. know. All right, let me hear Katie Kirk read that. Um, but the thing that's weird to me is they're being taken to Galveston temporarily while their home in the Indianapolis Zoo is being remodeled. That's like, weird. Yeah, like I don't know about you. If my home's being remodeled, I'd like crash a buddy's house down the road. <laughs> You're telling me there's nowhere for these penguins to sleep at night between Indianapolis and Every Galveston? restaurant has a walk-in refrigerator. I know. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, just take just, them to Baskin Robbins. Meat locker. Yeah. That's, all, that's what I was trying to say. There you yeah. go. You know, but yeah. Galveston, that's kind of out of the way. So. Well, maybe they have, I heard Galveston is actually a big mecca for penguins. Really? <laughs> Got a lot of friends down there. It's a, a vibrant penguin scene. <laughs> There's a, a lot to do. And they've probably <laughs> been looking for an excuse to visit. They're like, you know what? The place is being remodeled. Let, let's take that trip to Galveston we've been talking about for all these years. Yeah, hey, like Octopus, you want to come makeover. too? Yeah. Yeah. They're going on vacation. <laughs> They're they going go to off. Disney World. Yeah. 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 Sadly, it ended in tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't the hear about is, the extreme home makeover where the unfortunate or the, <laughs> where the, where the family <laughs> dies on the kill. on route. Could you imagine uh, the, the, the horrible thing is they couldn't even get out of the way because they're flightless birds, you know. Aww. So and they move very slowly <laughs> and awkwardly. Well, <laughs> thanks to evolution, Fat Mike would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does he know? Well, here's dinosaurs. That's not true. <laughs> Well, a lot, of, a lot of our listeners may be familiar with Rockstar Games. They are the gaming company behind Grand Theft Auto, um, the series. that's kind of been red flagged by a lot of conservative people and parents because it is, it is very violent. Well, <laughs> their new game is also getting a lot of attention. It's called Bully. And it actually takes place in a high school, and you, you like the the character is a student who tries to combat bullies with things like stink bomb, marbles, and baseball bats. So uh, nice and wholesome. Yeah. What about but, spit wads? Um, yeah, probably so too. But it's interesting because a lot of the same people that are probably really upset about this are all about the Left Behind game, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't violent at all. Yeah. They, we have a demo sitting on my on my desk about it. And I've read a couple things about it. You've been playing it nonstop since it since it came here. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every um, time you walk by Jesse's desk. Yeah, don't bother me now. I'm playing Left Behind. <laughs> um, 
But in that game, I mean, it, it takes place in Revelation, and Revelation is a violent story in a violent book. But I mean, you're like, you one, you can choose to be on the dark side. You can choose to be on the side of the Antichrist no if you way. want. Really? Yeah. So wow. it's like it's a good litmus it's all test. The rebellious Christian kid. Yeah, exactly. It's a litmus test for like you know, let's see who want, which ones go yeah. to the dark side. Who actually will be left behind? <laughs> the the thing that with this game. The thing that bothers me about it is that the people at Rockstar are trying to defend it, saying, oh, well, you know, the school environment is this universal experience that people can relate to. I don't relate to, like, bashing people in the dome with a baseball bat. Yeah, they're like, like that wasn't my school experience. And they're like, though, though you hit people with baseball bats, we limit the blood, and, and no one actually dies. <laughs> they don't die. Yeah. Wow. You know, you administer massive blunt trauma, but they just pull through. So it's okay. It's not violent. Well... I got I got one more. Um, it's from it's from England. Um, there is a, a reverend who said that he is going to launch a church that is quote Christianity without any religion. Uh, he was tired of people getting hung up on little things, and he said people were bored of the church service. So his idea is to basically um, he wants it to be a church of laughter. So he's going to serve coffee, and they're going to watch funny movies and just hang out. And then if you want to stay after that and do a worship service, you can. But otherwise, you just hang out, read the paper, and just talk with people. And there will be people there that will pray with you or do one-on-one counseling. But while you're there, you just hang out with people. What wow. kind of movies? He said classic comedies. <laughs> like the Three Stooges? Probably. Probably something wholesome. <laughs> That's pretty wholesome. Are we talking more like Caddyshack? Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's classic, classic, but it's not wholesome. Comedies. All right. On that note... That'll wrap up Slices. Up next, an interview with Lee Nash. You're listening to Weezer. The song is Island in the Sun. Can you guys name the year that came out? I want to say 2000 or 99. That's what I would go with, either 99 or 2000. Ah, uh, oh, 2001. Really? Yep. You always supposed to go a dollar. Was more. it that long between Pinkerton and Green? Oh it's yeah, a long time. That's like what was Pinkerton 97? Yeah, I remember the hype for the Green album. Like Weezer's back. They're putting out a new album. And it's kind of like, <laughs> and it's 21 mm. minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. But it had this song. That was a good song. Yeah, it had a couple good jams, but... Yeah, yeah. Earlier this week, we talked to Lee Nash, whose solo debut album comes out on Tuesday. Here is a little bit of Lee's debut single off of Blue on Blue. It's called My Idea of Heaven. Seeing how this is her solo debut, we asked Lee how this album is different from what she did with Sixpence None the Richer. It is still pop, and I think that the big similarity, obviously, is going to be my voice, because that hasn't, that hasn't changed. And um, I guess the biggest change is that these are my songs, and my melodies, my words, for the most part. And um, that's a huge change from Sixpence, because... In the band, I was always interpreting someone else's lyrics and feelings, and that was wonderful and um, and great. But it's really nice now that these are my own, and um, it's it's really really um, wonderful to get to sing these songs that that you know that are how I feel or felt at one particular time and tell my own story. So um, it's a, it's really exciting. Lee, what role did your husband Mark play on this album? He is a producer, and so he does other projects, like in town in Nashville, and some local bands, and he helps me a lot. Um, like when I need a song done for a TV show or something, he um, gets the track done and builds it and produces it and um, does a really great job. So we, um, we do work together, but not exclusively, so that's nice. What else are you doing other than your solo stuff? 
Um, I have a record uh, coming out called Foliage um, with the guys from Delirium, uh, and it's kind of a I would call I don't know if it's dance music, but it's like ambient um, sort of like electronic type music, and they I I build um, the, like the melodies and the lyrics around their track, and so. Uh, so we did a whole record of that, and I've worked with Delirium before, but this is not going to be called Delirium. It's a record um, of the same two guys and me, but it's just almost like, I guess, a side project or a separate little band, and it's called Foliage, and um, it's coming out in September. How did that project come about? Well, I've done a lot of work with Delirium before, and mm-hmm. what that is is they, um, they get different singers that they like to work on one or two songs for so you have a variety of singers doing the, the stuff or like singing to their to their track that they build and so um I had this relationship with them already and they have it's nice they've always really liked what I've done and so they wanted to do a whole record with just me and um that made me feel great so <laughs> it was a lot of fun so two albums in two months. You're, you've been quite busy. I feel really excited, and the music is kind of propelling itself. You know, like the, the reviews that I've read have been just amazing. I mean, they make me blush. Yeah, the album is, is awesome. We are really enjoying it. I think we've all had kind of withdrawals from, from hearing <laughs> you. So it sounds like you've had withdrawals creatively, and, and we're ready to get some of that out. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, I don't know, and I, and I also am feeling that way again. Like, I, when I started to write for this record, I felt really inspired and, like, I had a lot to say. And then I wrote, like, 38, 37 songs wow. in that year and completely felt dried up, like I had nothing else to say. And then now I'm entering a season again where I feel like I can start writing and be uh, a little more prolific so i'm excited about that well the album is called blue on blue it's on one sun records and network records and it comes out on tuesday august 15th lee nash thank you very much for being with us today thank you i'm really excited You're listening to Good Shoes. The song is called We Are Not the Same. Um, we're not, you know. That's playing right now over at Relevant TV. All right, now feedback. Last week we asked you a number of questions. There was actually never a moment where um, we played the editorial question of the week jingle because we just kept asking more questions. One was uh, your claim to fame. We wanted real ones this time. Number two was... What what was your best eBay find? And number three was a craft challenge. Yeah, the craft of the week. <laughs> the craft yeah. of the week. And <laughs> the, the the feedback was tremendous. Yeah. Thank you. People. And disturbing. Yeah. Especially the, the crafts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we will now kind of gloss over those with you. And, and coming up after feedback is the relevant update, including the very special one-year anniversary montage, as promised earlier in the podcast. Well, are, are we going to post some of the crafts on duallikerealman.com? <sighs> we will. I need and to teach Jesse how to do it because it's just, it take, I'm too busy. Yeah, I'm I can busy. do it. And we also have yeah. a we also have a, uh, a Gary Busey, um, Willie Ames showdown. Yeah, that needs pretty to be amazing on. cartoon that needs to go up there. <laughs> Went th- wasn't there two versions of it? Yes, yeah. oh, there is the regular and the director's cut, which is far more violent. <laughs> yeah, But also weird. Yeah, uh, I like the I like the original. It's more straightforward. You, you you can follow along. The the other one, 
I have to tell. Doesn't really follow the storyline very well. <laughs> I like I like the one that does a quick zoom on Gary Busey's screaming head. Yeah, that one is good. That that sells it for me. The likenesses of their heads is uh, yeah wonderful. The one, the one, oh, it's fantastic. The one there's one where a transparent Gary Busey is moving so quickly <laughs> that he is letting loose a barrage of punches in the face of Willie Ames. That likeness of a transparent Gary Busey is amazing. It is. It's incredible. And Willie Ames. And it's not pain. just. It's not just yeah. any Willie Ames. It's uh, old school Charles in Charge Willie Ames. <laughs> now, I've, I've also noticed that um, we've gotten some emails from, from people who are upset because they're on Macs. And we're mm-hmm. saying this can only be done on Microsoft Paint. And, I, and I'm sorry, Mac users. I mean, most of us here in the office are Mac users. True. Um, this has to be crappy. And there's nothing on a Mac, <laughs> Mac that, can, that can be this crappy. And so you have to use MS Paint. Go... Find one of your nerdy friends who has a PC <laughs> and use theirs. And uh, it has to be on MS Paint, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's just how that's, it is. That's the rules. It has to be a bitmap format. Yeah. <laughs> a BMP is the file type. Yeah. And, uh, it has to, you know, there's nothing on a Mac that, that could do it this crappy. Yeah. So, sorry. Well, b- before we really delve into the, the editorial questions week, I'd like to read a feedback that isn't really related to that, but... It had something to do with our one-year anniversary in a way because it references two very old things. One is uh, he's referencing the March 5th podcast where we told the story about the prairie dogs, about the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know the story, you just kind of go back and listen. Um, <laughs> basically, what happened, I knew some guys in college who went to a protest that was being put on by animal rights activists because a parking lot was being put over a prairie dog uh, habitat. And my friends went to protest on the side of the parking lot. Uh, and they did it on the news. On the side of the parking lot? Yeah. Like they, they For the parking lot. They didn't stand on the side of the parking <laughs> oh, lot no, no, no. protest. No, they, <laughs> went, they were in favor. Because then it would have been kind of late because the parking lot would have already been Yeah, they <laughs> had signs. Uh, like, no parking lot that just got finished. <laughs> Retroactively, <laughs> we would like to protest this parking lot. They, their signs included who let the dogs out and <laughs> down with dogs, up with parking lots. Wow. Um, but uh, this guy, Eric Miller, emailed me and said that a similar situation happened near him, and they 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 struck they struck a deal with the with the animal uh, rights people and said we will will catch all the prairie dogs and relocate them. Aww. Well, apparently, so nice of them. They didn't. Uh, they didn't consider the delicate predator prey balance of nature. So they didn't think things through. Exactly, and they, they carted all the prairie dogs away swiftly. And they were every single one of them was consumed by badgers. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! They carted them. Sir, did they cart oh them away God. in a semi full of badgers? Because <laughs> yeah. that was the first mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought so, you were going to say the truck crashed in Galveston and the prairie dogs <laughs> were smashed by oncoming motorists that and trampled oh. by penguins. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it because it, it that's two of, of uh, you know that's funny amazing. Things. It's so amazing. <laughs> I think it's fake. I don't know, Eric Miller. My no, cousin found a um, like a little nest of baby rabbits, and the, I guess the mom had gone somewhere. Is it really called a nest? I, I have no idea. It was in a tree. <laughs> no, it was on the ground. She, she's they got a serious discovery. Phenomenal hopping. Karen, those were rabbits. Those were rabbits. It <laughs> was in a tree, and they were chirping. I'm no, I'm no zoologist, but <laughs> they had so, just hatched. So she was going to save them or release them out in a field. So she put them in a box and put them on top of um, her chest of drawers for the night. The next day, we were going to release them. We wake up to like a bloody furry mess on the ground. The rabbits, when they had, when they, uh, I guess they jumped out of the box, and her dog like ate them. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> what a horrible death! <laughs> that really brought the room down. <laughs> is, I can my my uh, I had a pet rabbit in uh, when I was in elementary school, and it was it was new and. <laughs> I had in a cage in the backyard and on cinder blocks in a cage or whatever. And and I came home one day and there's a little drop of blood on its ear. And I was like, I was concerned. You know, I thought maybe it hurt itself, whatever. And I asked my parents if I could put it, bring it into our screen porch. And my dad was like, no, absolutely not. No way. And, you know, I was upset because I was afraid for it. I didn't know if it was a bird or somebody was pecking at it. And, uh, <laughs> or somebody. Something. <laughs> okay. And so I came, I came home the next day from school, went back to check on him. And he had been eaten alive, skinned alive. Uh, what? Skinned alive in the cage still with no skin on it. 
completely there alive in shock like five with no, with no skin the Ants? entire yard was covered in 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 fur the neighbor's wiener dog had been coming under the fence and was underneath the cage Stop. picking at its skin <laughs> and pulling it off and skinned it alive that is that's disgusting. okay i'm surprised for, you don't have like emotional baggage for I, witnessing that. ironically i am now allergic to rabbits seriously i can't be in a room anywhere near a rabbit or else i'll break out for listeners at home during that last story there was a lot of weeping and dry heaving here <laughs> in the studio that's truly horrifying it was it was the most gruesome thing i've ever seen in my life my dad then puts it in a box and takes it to the vet <laughs> skinless can, can you sew this rabbit skin back it on it was in shock and uh, you know they put it to sleep but that was uh, I was 8 years old and I I never forgave my dad for that I felt it was his fault because wow. I warned them I said something's something's attacking the rabbit that's like a horror you film. still that is that's like you grow up like <laughs> demented and have like a vendetta against your dad for like a bloody rabbit <laughs> how do you feel about wiener dogs Honest to God, I hate wiener dogs with a passion. I mean, I mean, I think they're they're snippy little, and apparently they skin helpless little rabbits alive. They're I think murderers. they're horrible, horrible things. Wiener dogs are murderers. They are. If you have a wiener dog, put it to sleep right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Either that or skin it in retribution. In retribution or, for my rabbit. Or or let it go in a place where there's lots of badgers. <laughs> <laughs> or take it to Galveston. Yeah. <laughs> in a semi. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is getting this is digressing quickly today into <laughs> killing tiny animals. We've come a long way in one year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know which direction. Well, <laughs> these stories are truly relevant. I've I've got some some feedback here that kind of plays into being skinned by an animal. Um, <laughs> Master of the segue. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is actually a claim to fame, and it's one of those that's kind of a reach, but I liked it, so I think it has to go. Uh, this person says, when I was 10 years old, I was bit on the butt by a mountain lion. <laughs> I was on the front page. A mountain lion, okay? <laughs> I want you to grasp that for a minute. I was on the front page of the San Diego Union Tribune above Hillary Clinton. It's my claim to fame because every now and then, if there's another mountain lion attack, some of the San Diego TV stations will still mention the 10-year-old who was mauled and flash a photo of me up for a few seconds. No you know what I picture when she What's says that? Name? Her name is uh, Lisa Kowalski. The, the image I got in my head was like the suntan lotion the bottle. It's a mountain lion pulling the little underwears down. Yeah, except it's not a puppy, it's a mountain lion. That's sick, dude. The thing is, you know, she says when there's another mountain lion attack, they'll flash up the 10 year old who was mauled. Why don't they flash up the last person? You know, if there have been multiple mountain lion attacks since then, why don't they just update the photos I, where are they living where there are multiple mountain lion <laughs> yeah. it's like they're a like living occurrence. in the mountain lion pen at the zoo or well, something well apparently San Diego right that's the newspaper she's there's in there's a big zoo there the story yeah. would have been, the story would have been better if it was a badger attack. Truthfully, yeah. mm. we can change. We it. can change it. I can read it again. <laughs> Post production. <laughs> she was attacked. I was bitten in the butt by badger. badger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the people they'll never know. But badgers gnaw. Yeah, yeah. I, I predict that's something that would maul. You know, like no one gets just bit by a badger; they get mauled. I see by it pouncing. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's that is totally the sound it would make too. It would be like a hissing, a hissing noise. And I always picture I don't know why that they can fly short distances, like on, like on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You look and there's a, there's a badger like shooting out the air at you, like Superman style. <laughs> I don't know why I have that mental image. Like, like it's a school mascot where it's like the the mean badger face where like the, the fangs are rared and the, the fire yeah. in its eyes, you know? And like I said, but that's actually real. Yeah, it's kind of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like they, they, they run, but they're kind of like flying into there at you. I have a thing about badgers. What, a word. what were those animals on Narnia? That, that badgers. badgers. They're beavers. Beavers. They? See, I get beavers There's a badger. Badgers Wasn't there a badger? Up. I would not want to be mauled by a beaver. Oh, <laughs> That'd be a slow, horrible, slow, horrible process. <laughs> because can't they whack like you I with their... It's like I sprained my ankle and I'm just laying on the ground. <laughs> just okay, for, the, so they... for the next week and a half while the beavers are gnawing you. <laughs> okay. Here's another interesting email that I think we need to address. Um, we, we did make some comments about the Amish. 
Um, and one of them said that this is actually a claim to fame that he is descent of Jacob Hertzler, who is the first Amish American. So a little a little tie on tie into the question of the week. But he says you better think twice wait, before wait, 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 you wait. poke fun at plain people. Yes. How could he be the first <laughs> Amish American? Uh, Amish bishop in America. Oh, okay. You said Amish American. Oh, I thought you said Amish American bishop. Excuse me. Uh. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, someone wait, wait, had wait. to be the first Amish American. Amish American? It's like, it's a, <laughs> no. it's a race now? <laughs> no, I, I, I misspoke. It should be Amish bishop in America. Okay, you way <laughs> misspoke. But still, someone had to be the first Amish person in America. The no, thing is, the thing is they didn't cluster. just... Uh, well, someone had to walk off, off the boat, boat first. <laughs> I think it was simultaneous. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be politically correct. <laughs> It's all together yeah. now. Side by side. What? You don't want three. anyone claiming to be the first later yeah. on. Well, because the first shall be last, and they don't want to do That's that. True. So they all came yeah. together. And it would That's be true. pretty sexist of the guy to walk in front of the woman. I'm actually related to, way back, um, a, more, a prominent Mormon figure, uh, speaking of Amish Americans. Apparently, you know, when when the Mormons went out to Utah and settled, you know, at uh, uh, Salt Lake City, yeah. Uh, there, there, there apparently was there were two s- sects of Mormons, and there was a a, a fight for power between um, Brigham Young, who you've mm-hmm. heard of BYU, Brigham Young, and mm-hmm. a Strang, and I wow. forget his first name. And Brigham apparently Strang. Brigham won, you know, and and uh, the Strang took a, a fraction of the population and went up north and settled on an island in Lake Michigan. And claimed himself or named himself King Strang, <laughs> and claimed the island as an autonomous land wow. set outside of the United States. It's the only time ever in U.S. history that some that U.S. land has been claimed, uh, you know, to be go become truly independent of the of the mm. country. Wow. Pretoria, Pretoria, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his name was King Strang, and he and a few of his followers lived on an island in Lake when, Michigan. When you say that there was a fight between the Mormon leaders, I like to imagine an actual physical fight. <laughs> it was like a duel. People are like, like gathered like, all around like in King a Strang tapped out. It was a, it was yeah. a, I, I, I picture it as a piano duel. <laughs> yeah, du- I picture they were dueling like real men. I, yeah, I think like real be. men. I think it was fisticuffs. So that's what, so I what think. happened They're to shirtless. the island? Uh, I, I don't... Honestly, Do you that's still where, own it? You still own it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. The Strang family? That's, no, apparently, you know, he was overthrown by the U.S. government. Like, it was actually, like, military intervention wow. or something like that. I, I don't want to misquote <laughs> the history, but um, w- that's our claim to fame. There's actually some books out there about King Strang, the only king in U.S. history. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and he's a crazy Mormon. So there you go. That's, that is that is a... Not that it, all Mormons are crazy. He was actually a crazy oh, Mormon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, crazy comma Mormon. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. he was a crazy was, Mormon. Oh yeah, that was one crazy Mormon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> um, founder, all. founder of BSU, Brigham Strang University. Um, well, I can say that's probably the most unique claim to fame. Oh really? Well, that's sad. I didn't even write in. Well, but considering he's the only king in the history of America, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but, but he uh, goes way back. I'm more interested in current claims to fame. Um. This, this this is a pretty unique one too. And then the the guy wrote in from as anonymous guy because he doesn't want to be known. What's his email address? Yeah. Anonymous guy. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. He went, he the went whole, to Great Lakes. Yeah. yeah. Because the reason is that he worked for Enron, uh-huh. and a oh, lot of wow. people he worked with are now in jail and on probation. It's it's Ken Lay. <laughs> like we said, he faked his he's, own death. Yeah. He's well, listening to we the podcast. Right. He's writing us from his secret hideout. With Elvis, in Lake Michigan, yeah. with Elvis <laughs> and Salman Rushdie in Tupac, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a, that's a unique one too. You know, wow. I, I pick. I, I picture like I. Th- it's probably the island in Lake Michigan. It probably that's, is, and the descendants of Brigham Strang still live there. <laughs> and it's King Strang. It's not Brigham. King Strang. King Brigham Strang. I, I'd imagine a lake. I've never been to Michigan, but I hear it's pretty chilly. I'd imagine an island on Lake Michigan is very cold. Uh, moreover, it's, it's not good. It's also cross. that's where they should have sent the penguins <laughs> yeah. to the island on the, Lake Michigan. It should be the, like the a problem refuge up there. Yeah. The problem with declaring yourself a separate country when you have an island in Lake Michigan <laughs> is for like half the year, it's dangerously accessible to everyone else because <laughs> yeah, it's just frozen. Walk out so, there. Yeah, just 
Send your penguin brigade out. And when, when you first said military intervention, it could be overthrown by actual penguins. <laughs> when you first said military intervention, like I, I thought of like you know them sending ships out there, but it's probably just like the military calling them and be like, "Hey, you got to leave the island, guy." <laughs> they, uh, the park they walked out with an eviction yeah. notice. Oh. Park closed at sunset. <laughs> Well, I just okay. imagine if he had multiple wives and multiple children, I mean, could they marry each other, the children, or what? I mean, oh, how would they continue? Because they can't leave Hey, Adam island. and Eve. That's what happened there. They started yeah. a new... How, new big, how big is the island? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there. I haven't visited our homeland yet. <laughs> <laughs> the land of strength. The There's a beautiful... BSU, though, has a beautiful campus that, up well, there. One more on question. Um, did, he, did, did, he, <laughs> did, did he name the island? I, you know what? I will look. I'll actually. I'm having dinner with my parents. This is interesting. I will ask my it, dad. it is pretty amazing. My dad literally has like a, a number of volumes about King String. I will bring him in. I would like to read. If, if there's right. enough of to be volumes to have written about him, yeah. then I think uh, it's an intriguing. It's just, it certainly is. That is a good claim to fame. I didn't even think of it. All of these kind of fall short. To tell you the <laughs> yeah. truth. Yeah. This this guy's uh, this girl's cousin is Ron D. Moore, and she's like, "That's right." Re- name doesn't ring a bell. Well, she didn't know either. But he is the guy who uh, he was a writer for the show Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek. Wow. Too bad it wasn't Ron D. Mercer. <laughs> Mercer. Uh, okay. How do I know that name? <laughs> He's that like redneck that... comedian. Oh like, yeah. Old guy. I thought you were. I I was thinking of L. Ron Hubbard. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Talk about inter- weird American. I literally thought you were trying to say L. Ron Hubbard, Aww. and I was like, no, it's Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mercer. I have a couple here. This person says, my dad worked on harvest crews during the summers with John Denver when they were in high school. That's pretty good. And I would think that to get but, to those crews. But the, the dad has the claim to fame. That's true. But, but he's, you know, we don't know if the dad can is in a position to write in or, you know. It was Roy D. Mercer, not Ron. Roy. Roy D. Mercer. <laughs> it's really hard to Thank say. You. Thank you. For it's L. Ron. L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> I can see how you would get the mispronunciation, but L. Ron. Well, the other the other question of the week was uh, your best eBay find. I have one here from Sterling Carmian. He wrote in uh, saying that his the most interesting thing that he found and purchased on eBay is his own stolen thirty two hundred dollar guitar. What? <laughs> did he? And he bought it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. How yeah. much did he have to buy it for? Thirty two hundred. No, no, no. He <laughs> bought the guitar back for five hundred dollars. Wow. Well, that's a deal then. He only paid thirty seven hundred dollars for it. <laughs> most of these, most of these answers are are just kind of like things that people collect and stuff. You know, it's almost like we asked a completely different editorial question of the week. What do you collect? <laughs> you sang that one of us. What, what do, do you collect? collect? <laughs> <laughs> She's doing voiceover work on the side. Yeah. Commercials. Who was this that? Summer. <laughs> this summer. <Yeah>. In a world. <laughs> she does like the feel good female movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lifetime original. This summer. <laughs> Coming to theaters. <laughs> Rabbit gets eaten by Wiener Dog. <laughs> It's the most twisted Pixar movie yet. (laughs) In a world (laughs) where rabbits aren't safe (laughs) and wiener dogs roam the night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom, dad, I'm home. I'm going to check on the bunny. Was there a badger in the backyard? Yeah, he flew through the fence. (laughs) And the kid got bit on the butt by a mountain lion. (laughs) What do you collect? (laughs) Like collect calls. 1-800-COLLECT. You don't see those anymore, do you? No. No. What happened to Carrot Top? That was his bread and butter. He lives in Winter Park, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, people didn't use payphones two years ago. And they were... Which is what made it all the more sad. Carrot Top still lives nearby, though. Yeah, he lives like right in Ware Park. Has yeah, anyone we, ever seen him? Drives yeah. a Vespa. Maya and I have, have both. Right? Maya and I have both driven by him while he's been driving his Vespa. Really? And he has a helmet on, and the orange hair is <laughs> wow. protruding did, did, from it. Did you mock him? Like, no. Yeah, I, I would swerve behind him, beeping my horn, going Carrot Top, Carrot Top. <laughs> I we had an intern one summer that um, went to a tanning salon, and as she was waiting 
Carrot Top walked out, but he had pulled his hair up into two huge ponytails on the top of his head, like <laughs> antlers. No. And she was staring at him, you know, because imagine you're just sitting there waiting to go tan and an orange Carrot Top with hair pulled up like antlers walks out. And uh, he looks at her and goes, uh, chicks dig the hair. And just kept walking. Ah, that's cute. I was hoping he'd have some sort of prop just for that occasion. <laughs> Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so for this week's editorial question of the week, we're actually going to give you guys something to make you actually write us with some substance because we've gone a few weeks with with not a whole lot of substance on the podcast, and 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 we got to we got to balance it out. A couple of weeks ago, we had an interview with uh, Jewish author David Brog about the Middle East conflict, and we are interested to know what you think about the Middle East conflict. Um, the war between Israel and Hezbollah. We would love for you to write in and tell us your thoughts on that, um, who you think's right, how you think it's going to turn out, is this the end of the world, and all those things. Um, we got a few emails after that interview, and they were very compelling, and we're just interested to open it up to the floor and uh, see what everybody thinks. Yeah, yeah be- I, I, I know it's a hot topic on the message boards right now as well. So that, that editorial question week, we will read you that feedback next week. So write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. We check both accounts. All right. Okay. So that'll bring us to the relevant update, which is the montage. Um, what you're about to hear are just just a few clips of highlights or lowlights, depending on your point of view, <laughs> from the last year of the Relevant Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. It has been a fun ride and a lot of cool things are coming up. But thanks for bringing us to where we are. It's uh, been a good year. Hear the hype. Welcome, everybody, to the debut relevant podcast. It's banging. Wow. What phobia do you suffer from if you have an intense fear of Halloween? Christianity. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. I apologize to any Christians who might be listening. <laughs> it makes but me feel bad. He'll never carry sing the torch. Again. Carry well, the torch. Let's hear an impression. <laughs> <laughs> They're done forever. I got a big house. Yeah. I would say that the uh, the thing that would irritate me about Cameron is that he will often strut around the office shirtless. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mr. Pennycook. Isn't there a character? Hello, I'm Mackenzie Pennycook. This is the one thing you will never buy. I'd have to say poop. We don't want nobody shooting the animals. Boycotting Jesse. I'm calling, I'm calling an end to Jesse right now. Can I get a refill? Does it taste like hickory? Do like real men. Dot com. Got to nip it. Nip it in the butt. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views expressed or held by any of those who speak them or relevant or Christianity in general. Wow. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.